Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to Hippie Witch, magic for a new age. I'm your host, Joanna DeVoe, and this is a happy, hippie place where magic with a K meets the law of attraction. Hi! (laughs) Thanks for joining me for episode 171 of Hippie Witch, magic for a new age. My name is Joanna DeVoe, and I am the kooky creatrix behind Kick-Ass Witch, Putting the K in Magic, and Hippie Witch, the show you are listening to right now. Yay! And I hope I didn't yell in your ear at uh, the top of this show. I forget to modulate my voice still because once I upgraded the sound here on the show, it really grabs that. uh... Anyway. What is my little spiel that I say at the top of every show? Uh, my name is Joanna DeVoe, and I'm the kooky creatrix behind Kick-Ass Witch, putting the K in magic, and Hippie Witch, the show you are listening to right now. That's how it goes. I also have a free ebook by that name, Hippie Witch, Peace, Love, and All That Good Shit, and you can pick up a copy of that back at W... Back at... <laughs> You can pick up a copy of that at www.joannadevoe.com or back on the description page for this episode back at Blog Talk Radio. And in case you can't tell, I'm a little discombobulated right now. (sighs) I just learned something 30 minutes ago or so that gave me a serious case of the jitters and hot flashes hot flashes and it really just broke my heart and I'm still trying to pull it together here. Um, My friend Lisa, who I had on the show in December, you might remember, um, at that point she was a cancer survivor. Her name is Lisa Yon Height. She died earlier this year and I don't, I can't believe I didn't know that. So I'm like trying to pull it together and <laughs> it really shocked me because we had a friendship going. We would talk on the phone every every once in a while, um, but mostly we just had a, an internet friendship going on. But I have a lot of internet friendships and I do my business online and I really try to avoid the personal side of Facebook. I really just use it for my business and that is where they announced that she had passed away at the end of February. So here I am having a way delayed reaction to this and wondering like, how did five months go by? And I did not notice she was not around. (laughs) And um, it's interesting that this happened today, right before I want to talk about what I want to talk about and I will pull it together. So please bear with me. Um, Hopefully I'll pull it together. Okay. Lisa would want me to pull it together. Let's dedicate this episode to Lisa Yon Height, an amazing woman. Go back and listen to that episode if you want to hear what I'm hear what I mean when I say she's amazing. Um it was in December I interviewed some friends who inspire me and she was one of those people. But today I wanted to talk about the courage to connect with people. And I called the show The Courage Connection, Speak to Share, Listen to See, 
And I guess it's a testament to what I want to talk about today that I am upset about someone I don't, I did not know in person that I never had the chance to hug in person passing away um, because a real connection was made because she spoke to share and she listened to see. And that's what I want to talk about. And I actually, fittingly, I did not have anything planned for today or no bullet points or anything like that. I was just going to speak from the heart and talk about where I am in my life today. I wasn't planning on crying. That's for sure. And I apologize if that makes you uncomfortable because I know some people, <laughs> they, get, they get very squirrely when the crying starts happening. And I know this because I'm a crier. I cry when I'm sad. I cry when I'm mad. I cry when I'm happy. So um, it's it's interesting that I like literally chose to just speak from the heart today. And then my heart was just like broken wide open. Um, but that's the advice that I give all the time to my coaching clients when they're feeling like they don't know what to do next. And I wasn't really sure what I was going to talk about next today. Um, But I give that advice, especially to the writers that I work with and the content creators. I always just say, start where you are, just share, share from that place and go from there. So uh, that's what I chose to do today. Take my own advice and be where I am. So this is where I am right now. And it's funny Once I decided to do that, all kinds of insights like rushed in, you know, where you have those cool aha moments about your life. And I was having cool aha moments about like a vulnerability struggle that I just went through that I did share with you guys in my newsletter, um, the last couple newsletters, I think. And definitely those of you who listened to last night's podcast, I did uh, my first podcast for those of you who signed up as patrons for me over on Patreon. Um, That was really scary (laughs) because I really got vulnerable on that show. Um, And a lot of the little insights and the aha moments I had about the courage connection came of that and thoughts about how it takes courage to really connect. And then Uh, what I was saying about that being funny about deciding I was just going to, you know, just riff on that and just speak from the heart about wherever I was. Then everywhere I went online this morning on social media and the different news outlets and stuff, there were all kinds of little affirmations of this idea of the current of the um, courage connection, which I I think I made up. (laughs) I don't know. Maybe it's a thing, but it made sense to me. Um, and then a lot of little synchronicities. They just kept like nudging me on like, yes, yes, this is what you're supposed to talk about. Ending all the way at like 11.30 a.m. 30 minutes ago when I went to post the little, you know, spiel that I post on Facebook and G+. I went to go, you know, promoting today's show, letting people know it's happening. I went to go cut and paste it onto G+. And I saw Lisa's picture, like you can see people who follow you, you can see little, their little heads up in the corner. And I was like, oh my God, Lisa, there you are. Where have you been, girl? And I immediately went to go like, look her up and be like, what what has she been up to? And then right as I was having that thought, I just got the wave again. Um, I just had this feeling of dread come over me. And I knew, I knew what happened. I didn't even have to go look, but then of course I did. Um, Wow. That was, I guess even when you know someone's going through 
a very serious struggle with cancer, it's still a shock when you find out they're not here. There's something so shocking about it. And she was, she said goodbye many, many times. And she was, God, really good at that. <laughs> I hope I have the grace to go that way. Um, but I'm so glad that I had her on the show back in December, which come to find out now was just a couple of months before she passed away. And I'm glad because she had a message to deliver and it really ties into today's show. So I hope you'll go back and listen to that because there's good stuff in there. Um, but she delivered that message every single day, which is why I'm, you know, crying today. She touched my life through the internet of all places. Um, and it was really interesting to watch her share um, before I split Facebook, <laughs> to watch her share her personal journey there with cancer in such a real, raw, vulnerable way, literally updating the public, her friends and family and whoever wanted to see on everything from losing her hair, which happened a couple of times, and the pain that she was experiencing because she was in a lot of pain off and on, and then to sharing something that I think a lot of us would consider TMI, too much information, like not being able to poop. Like that was a Facebook post of hers. And one of her last posts made me laugh because it was on her excitement over having farted twice and how that might be a good sign of things to come. <laughs> Talk about sharing vulnerably and putting yourself out there. And and then what was interesting is, was not just watching her share her own harrowing experience so candidly and in great detail, but then almost in the next breath, sending love and light to someone else in need. Um, and then she would show up in our Psycho Spiritual Wheel of the Year group and do card readings. Well, you know, here she is in hospice doing card readings for everybody, like uh, pulling oracle cards to give us encouragement. Um, and my last private message from her was her sending me love and wishing away my bed bugs <laughs> because I was having a bed bug infestation and I feel so weird about that you know like my little problems <laughs> but they weren't they weren't little she knew they were my problems and she wasn't injecting her experience into it so what an example of what I want to talk about today. <laughs> um, what a perfect example of what it means to connect deeply, even with a stranger whom you have never met all, thanks to the internet, have the ability to impact each other's lives this way, not just those of us who make YouTube videos or um, podcast episodes. Just having a social media account is enough to impact someone's life. So please be mindful of that. And um, what was interesting too, to think about that, uh, this idea for the show of speak to share, she really embodies both parts of, of what I wanted to break down today, speak to share and listen to see. So speak to share, share she was sharing the experience of cancer with those of us who are fortunately and blessedly ignorant of that experience and we got to learn about it through her um, and we got to understand but also sharing it with those who know that experience all too well 
and need to know that they are not alone. They're not going through it alone and they can laugh about how exciting it is to fart when you haven't been able to go to the bathroom for so many days in a row Um, or know the excitement of getting a pink wig when you've lost your hair. So it was, you know, there's power in sharing vulnerably that way. And I mean, share in the biggest sense, you know, you're inviting people into your experience and you're going into theirs. Um, and then to turn around and listen to C, like asking me about bed bugs when she's in hospice, to be able to get out of your own head, your own story long enough to hear what someone else is going through, and then to really see them there. Um, I, I love I, telling this story. I've told it here a bunch of times, but I, it really made an impact on me when, um, uh, well, there's, there's a Maya Angelou quote that I love, and then I still have not looked this up, and I always, because Oprah Winfrey loves Maya Angelou and, and Toni Morrison, I always get them mixed up with this amazing story, but I remember the impact of the story. I think it was Maya Angelou who was saying, you know, when your child walks in the room, they want to see, do your eyes light up when, they, when you see them? Do your eyes light up? because they want to feel seen. And then she has a really famous quote that I'm sure you've heard, if not here on the show, somewhere else. I have learned that people will forget what you said. People will forget what you did, but people will never forget how you made them feel. And I think that what most of us want to feel is seen. We want to feel seen for who we really are and understood, obviously, and loved and accepted. Um, and then one of those awesome synchronicities is I went on Twitter this morning and somebody had posted another quote. I like quotes in case you haven't uh, been able to tell. But <laughs> Lee Auden, who I don't know, um, this is a quote. And I don't even know if Lee is a man or a woman. But he or she said, people will work for a living, but they will die for recognition. And I think that's the power in listening to see, just getting out of your own head for a minute and getting out of your own story long enough to see who's talking, to actually hear what they're saying. And it's funny, um, I think that's why I moved to Hollywood in pursuit of stardom as a teenager. I wanted to be seen like that. I didn't feel seen and I wanted everybody to see me. Ah, that didn't work out so well. But now that I'm older and thankfully wiser, I am able to see myself like that, which is really key. You know, start getting, you start getting into self-love, but to really see and acknowledge and validate yourself that way. So I'm able to do that now. And then once you're able to do that, you're able to do that for other people. Once, you, once you're able to do that for yourself, you're able to do that for other people. And it's that mutual experience change that I'm really interested in now. I see you and you see me. And that is what I love about Kick-Ass Witch and Hippie Witch and the Psycho Spiritual Wheel of the Year. And now this Patreon page is that interaction and getting to know people. I met Lisa through my business. That's how we connected. And we had that I see you and you see me experience. Brene Brown, who is famous for her work on the vulnerability slash courage connection. You know, she says, what is, uh, I've tried to say this quote before too, and 
I need to write things down. <laughs> the shows go so much more smoothly that way, but um, something about how co- courage is experienced in direct proportion to vulnerability. So how vulnerable you're willing to get is directly related to how much courage you have and vice versa. Um, but she says, and this I did write down, I actually have this in my little quotes book that I got from Oprah Winfrey. <laughs> I define connection as the energy that exists between people when they feel seen, heard, and valued, when they can give and receive without judgment, and when they derive sustenance and strength from the relationship. Yes, she probably said it better, but I said something similar on Facebook here. I said to really connect with another person or a whole group of people like I'm doing here now takes courage. Deep connections are made when we create an atmosphere of mutual trust and respect in which all parties feel seen and heard, which is ultimately the way we all want to feel. Um, So I guess the big question here is how do you navigate through that vulnerability in order to get to that place of courage? And then how do you know who is worthy of taking that kind of risk? Because you're risking your heart, you're risking your feelings. And I do think that discernment needs to be involved. Um, And I ask myself this all the time. This is why I'm talking about this subject today. I did not know that Lisa passed away when I scheduled this show. My intention was to talk about my experience with courage and vulnerability and discernment in doing this show and talking to all of you people, um, all of these strangers, you know, thousands of people listen to this show and that's vulnerable to me. And then thousands of people read my emails every week that I send out and that feels vulnerable to me. And You may have heard me talk about or seen me write about vulnerability hangovers. I get them all the time. (laughs) I share something and then afterward I'm like, I just feel very exposed and anxious and like I need a hug. And most times someone will come through and say, thank you so much for sharing that. Thank you. And then I feel like, oh, that's why I went there. That's what made that worth it. That's why I needed to do that. Um, But then I've had things in my own personal journey that I really wanted to share, um, like codependence. Really, my experience with codependence has so much to do with why I do Hippie Witch, honestly. And um, But I didn't really want to dive into my personal experience with codependence earlier because it felt too close to home. And I not only wanted to protect myself, but I wanted to protect you all from that, you know, gaping open wound, (laughs) which took so long to heal. Um, And then once I was ready to share, you know, I started getting the itch, like, I need to talk about this. This is important. This is why I do what I do. I, I hit that wall of discernment of like, well, how much is too much to share, you know, and I want to share with my, the people that listen, the people that interact with me, the people that I feel are worth the risk, you know, the people that read my newsletter, the people that send me emails, the people that share their stories with me. So how do I, where do I go? How do I make a space? So, you know, just some random listener doesn't like catch me sharing my heart and then 
say some crappy thing to me that <laughs> hurts my feelings. And of course, you can still say crappy things to me on Patreon, but that's why I went and finally joined Patreon so I could have that conversation with people that I felt were more invested in me. And in case you didn't know, yes, I started a Patreon page. I'm going to be doing three bonus episodes every month. The first one, <laughs> whoa, super hyper level of vulnerability. It was very nerve wracking doing that show, but I'm glad I did it for all the reasons that I'm saying here today. Um, but I think it's important just taking it back to you. That was why I wanted to do this show today. That's why I'm talking about vulnerability. But for us all, um, it is important to have discernment in who you share your heart with. And I think that oversharing or inappropriate sharing can totally be a thing, especially on the internet. You know, you can go through your social, your favorite social media feed and read your own posts <laughs> and see like, am I just like spewing out this weird victim narrative out of anybody who will pay attention to me? And why am I doing that? Like, wow, I need love. I want to be seen. And that has the very odd, uncomfortable effect of pushing people away. Um, which is something I've talked about in my own experience too. For a long time, I would try to connect through my victim with people, you know, and people would not have it. That was the shocking thing about it. You know, it, what I was sharing was true. Like the drama of my life and these awful things that kept happening to me. And can you believe this is happening to me again? And it was interesting the way that shut people down because I, I was not speaking to share and I was definitely not listening to see, I wasn't listening at all. I was just like a black hole of love me, love me, love me, pay attention to me, pay attention to me. And people don't want to get sucked down into a black hole that they can't get out of. So, you know, discernment comes into play here, spiritual maturity, self-love, giving yourself what you need before going out into the world, seeking it from other people. It actually is a much more complex issue than I originally <laughs> set out to talk about when it but when I think back to that me who I was when I was like at work telling my coworkers things that were inappropriate about my own personal life because I I just wanted to be seen and heard and I guess I wanted someone to swoop in and fix it or make me feel better the way that people would just shut down or even my own family members and just it just had a a, a an effect of pushing people away. And it was only, you know, when I healed those wounds and I learned how to love myself up, then that I learned, oh, you can share that stuff in the context of real sharing and seeing other people and being of service. You know, how does sharing this thing serve other people? Like, what's the point? <laughs> So I think when you speak from your wounds, you probably are not going to get the outcome you desire, um, which again swings back around to codependence. And what's interesting too about doing that show for me, uh, the, the private show that I did for the Patreon people, there's a big long pause. There's two pauses <laughs> at the very beginning as so I was like, Oh, standing on the precipice of like, am I actually going to share this deeply with my people? Am I going to get this personal? And 
the pauses, the, like the worst thing in radio is like dead air time, like long pauses, because people don't know if you're there, you know, they'll just like be like, oh, I guess the recording ended and clicked off. But I was just sort of paralyzed in this pause for this one long moment, <laughs> seeing like, how far am I going to go? Um, but what got me to actually do the show was thinking about one of my personal heroes, Queen Oprah, Queen O, Oprah, Oprah Winfrey, and thinking about um, I don't. Do you guys remember the show I did on creating your own pop pantheon? Oprah is in my pop pantheon, and the way I work with the little members of that pantheon is I'll say like, "What would Oprah do?" You know, <laughs> and I think why we all love her so much is because of her ability to connect through vulnerability. She understands the courage connection and she speaks to share and she listens to see. And we know things about this woman that I, I don't think most people would share. We know about her being molested and raped and having a baby when she was a teenager that then died. We know about her doing crack with a boyfriend way back in the day and her weight struggles up and down and up and down and up and down. And we know these because she shared them in a certain context that made us love her because they helped. She was helping us love ourselves. You know, you may have never smoked crack with a boyfriend and felt bad about yourself afterward. You may have never been a promiscuous teenager or, or, you know, struggled with overeating or the things that she shared, but it's, in sharing so deeply and so vulnerably and so humanly that we end up seeing ourselves anyway. It's that recognition of like, we're all human. And when a spiritual teacher does that, or a leader, a pop culture icon does that, um, there's something just really validating about it. And it takes our relationship with them from them being like up on a pedestal to them being like down with us. Like, oh, you're one of us you're one of us. And that love is a whole other thing, you know, and then her heroes, you know, we talked about Toni Morrison and Maya Angelou and Maya. I mean, she was also raped as a little girl. I think she was eight years old. She became a mother when she was 17. I think she got pregnant at 16 as a result of having sex with a boy in order to prove that she wasn't a lesbian. She worked as a prostitute. She worked as a madam. And then she went on to be one of the most influential women in the world, you know, speaking at the presidential inauguration. Everybody loves her poetry and turns to her for advice or did before she left this planet. And, you know, she's a shero for so many of us. And we know these things about her. And we don't judge her for having been a prostitute we recognize the humanity, humanity in that and the way that she shared that, you know, she spoke to share, she listened to see, and that is what allowed us to connect with her. And I'm not just talking about, I don't know why I'm using these huge, big, iconic examples, I guess, because we all know them, but this is true in your personal relationships as well. The relationship you want to have with your brother, the relationship you want to have with your best friend, the relationship you want to have with your spouse or your lover. It's true across the board. Um, and then just kind of tying this back around before I end, because I just want to share, because I love synchronicities. I want to talk about some of the synchronicities that did not make me cry this morning. Um, Sarah Prout, are you guys familiar with her work? She talks about the law of attraction 
and she's got the most beautiful business model I've ever seen. It's very pretty. Uh, but she shares her personal story of going from being $30,000 in debt and leaving an abusive relationship to now being married to what she calls her soulmate and being a millionaire, having a, a multi-million dollar business with this man. Um, but she has shared some things really personally, but she surprised me again this morning. Um, she posted a YouTube video and someone asked her about her story and it's like, okay, fine. We know that you left this abusive marriage and, and we, you know, with this much debt and blah, blah, blah. But how did you get there? Like what led up to you actually being able to leave? And then she very matter-of-factly and openly shared that she had an affair, that she didn't just leave. She, she had to leave, like, incrementally and in steps. And, I mean, who would admit that on YouTube, that they had an affair, especially someone that's trying to present some spiritual teacher, and, and, and she is a spiritual teacher for some people. Um, I happen to enjoy what she has to say about the law of attraction. I think it's really interesting, but that impressed me and it really tied into what I'm talking about. It's like, okay. And she shared that not to just overshare TMI, like, Hey everybody, I had an affair. It was in the context of, you know, it, it was hard for me to leave that relationship and I had to do it in steps and it wasn't graceful and it wasn't beautiful. And this is what I did, unfortunately, but that's how I got out. And it was in the spirit of speaking to share and, and to really be human and to not try to raise herself up on a pedestal. And I guarantee you that helped that listener who asked the question so much more than some bullshit story she could have made up about how special she is. So I really appreciated that. It made me like her all the more. Um, and then totally superficially and just for laughs, <laughs> I will also add in here that um, I like watching British Vogue's YouTube channel because um, I'm a fashion girl. And uh, they had um, Camille Rowe. She's a model. She's doing, I guess, she's going to take us on her personal wellness journey. I mean, she's so beautiful. It's, <laughs> that's kind of hard to relate. Um, but she was talking about moving to Los Angeles after living a pretty unhealthy lifestyle in New York and how, I mean, here in L.A., we're just a bunch of new agey, healthy lifestyle hippies, you know, and how that really kicked off a wellness journey for her. And then they're showing her smoking cigarettes and her talking about like, I know it's bad and I know I should stop, but I still smoke cigarettes, even though I'm meditating and going to yoga and drinking green, green juice. I haven't been able to let this go yet. And that is the thing that you're like, oh, she's human. There we go. Another human person not being perfect. <laughs> and a real connection is made. Now, when I see Camille Rowe, she's not just a pretty per picture in a magazine. She is a more dimensional human person. And so um, I guess I just wanted to convey that today, that uh, you can go deeper in your relationship. You can go deeper even with the public. Definitely use discernment. Definitely know thyself before they wreck thyself. Know why. Don't speak from your wounds. Know why you're sharing. Know why you're speaking. Are you speaking to share? And make sure it's a two-way street in which you are listening to see. And I think if you are not already doing this in your life and you start a practice of getting out of your own head and really listening to someone when they talk, 
or daring yourself to be very vulnerable when you're sharing something because it serves a purpose, I think it is going to rock your world and you are going to see your relationships really blossom and open up, especially your relationship with yourself. Your self-respect and your confidence is going to go through the roof. So while you feel vulnerable in the moment, it strengthens you ultimately. And that is a beautiful thing. Enjoy your lives, people. You never know how long you get. Every single day is precious. Um, shout out to the beautiful soul, Lisa Jan Height, and until we meet again, much love to you. Peace.